Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. Why don't you turn to your neighbor tonight and just smile at him real big. Come on, smile till your teeth are dry. Amen. Smile till your gums are dry. Whatever you've got, just offer it to the Lord. Amen. Praise God. You don't ever know from one day to the next. I want to give a brief testimony tonight before I preach. And I'll keep it brief. I won't give you every detail. But Sunday night, Christmas, New Year's Eve, my wife and I left the house to go to Alex and Grace's for a time of food and games and fun to ring in the New Year together as a family. And uh, we did just that. I lost the games. Some would say that's normal. I might contend that, but that's all right. My wife and I arrived home about 2.30 in the morning after leaving their house, and uh, immediately on opening the door to enter the house, we caught a, a smell of something that wasn't right, wasn't normal. And uh, turns out it was a gas leak. And uh, so we left the house come over here to the church intending to probably camp out for a while called public utility they came met me at the house and, um, long story much shorter they found the leak they fixed the leak but when they went to turn the gas back onto the house they actually found what was an even greater problem than the leak that existed to begin with and that was the burner to our boiler was not lighting correctly and it was shoving excess gas and carbon monoxide up into the house so A wrong move, a wrong something, a different set of circumstances. Not only would our address not exist, we wouldn't. So I stand before you grateful tonight that even when we don't know he's watching, I said, even when we don't know he's watching. He's watching, and He's covering, and He's protecting. Oh, it's a good life living for the Lord. It's a good life living for the Lord. Would you stand with me tonight for the reading of the Word of the Lord? I feel so blessed tonight. I feel so blessed. The book of Hebrews, chapter number 13, verse number 8. The Bible says, Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The same. 
yesterday. Somebody say yesterday. Somebody say today. And I know it's not worded this way, but the the meaning is there. Somebody say tomorrow. For a few moments of time tonight, I want to minister to you on this thought. Two days to escape. Would you set your Bibles down, lift your hands to heaven right now, and ask the Lord to anoint my lips to speak His Word today. God, we're so thankful for you. Mighty God, we're everlastingly grateful for your wonder, for your grace, and for your mercy, for your presence. God, I stand in awe of your spirit tonight. ask you to move and minister in this house today. Anoint these lips to speak your word. Help me in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Lord bless you. You may be seated. That's a courtesy and not a command. What is a day? A day is a unit of time defined as the period during which the earth completes one full rotation on its axis. It's commonly divided into 24 hours, each hour consisting of 60 minutes, each minute consisting of 60 seconds. We know this. This rotation takes approximately 24 hours to complete, resulting in the cycle of what we know as day and night. The concept of a day holds various symbolic meanings across cultures, contexts, and beliefs. A few of them are the cycle of life. A day symbolizes a cyclical nature of life itself, representing birth, growth, activity, and productivity during daylight, while night symbolizes rest and reflection and the mysteries of the unknown. Another secondary context of the word day is it brings opportunity. A day often signifies opportunity and the chance for new beginnings. Each day presents a fresh start, a chance to learn, to grow, and to make positive changes in one's life. A third meaning of day is that it is a time and passage reminding us of the fleeting nature of existence. A fourth illustration of day is that it brings balance and harmony. The contrast of day and night symbolizes balance between opposing forces or dualities. It reflects the harmony between light and darkness, good and bad, and the need for equilibrium in life. A fifth context of day is that it brings renewal and hope. Sunrise symbolizes hope and the promise of a new day. It signifies the opportunity to start fresh, to leave behind the past, and to embrace new possibilities. And last but not least, it brings rhythm and routine. A day can represent the rhythm and routine and the order of our life. The regularities of day and night cycles help establish patterns and routines in our daily living providing a sense of structure and predictability. 
These symbolic interpretations can, be, can vary widely based on culture and religious and personal beliefs. And they often carry significance in various ceremonies, rituals, and teachings. But there are two specific days in life which we should learn how to allow ourselves to escape from or simply to get away from because spending too much time locked into either of these days seems to have more negative consequences than positive ones. The first day that I present to you tonight that we need to escape is yesterday. The symbolism of yesterday often revolves around themes of the past and memories and reflections and lessons learned. Yesterday often represents nostalgia and memories. It often presents reflection and learning, closure and the act of moving on. Yesterday brings time and impermanence. It brings personal growth and evolution and it brings historical context to things that we see today as having already appeared. The truth of the matter is we are often stuck in the memories and the reflection of yesterday's mistakes and we miss out on the learning and the closure and the ideas of moving on. We often trade personal growth and change for memories of guilt and shame that isolate us. They isolate us from church. They isolate us from God. They isolate us from worship. They isolate us from things that are good and pure and holy in the presence of Almighty God. In Genesis chapter number 3, when God called for Adam, it was Adam that said, I hid myself. Adam isolated himself from the presence of God because of his guilt and because of his shame. Somebody shout hallelujah. Oh, but the Bible declares to us in 1 John 1 and verse number 9 that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Jeremiah chapter 31 and verse 33 records, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother saying know the Lord for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them saith the Lord for I will forgive their iniquity I will remember their sin no more ladies and gentlemen I I've come to declare tonight that when God chooses to forget your yesterday, there's no need in you hanging on to a yesterday of bad memories. There's no need of you hanging on to scars of yesterday. There's no need in you hanging on to the shame and the guilt that wrecks your life day in and 
day out. I've come to declare to somebody tonight, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. We need to escape yesterday because I can't change a single thing about my mistakes. I can't change a single thing about my sins. But oh, I can get into the presence of Almighty God and I can allow him to forgive my sin. Somebody shout hallelujah. So there is a day that we need to escape. And that is the hauntings of yesterday. That is the things from yesterday that don't allow you sleep. The mistakes from yesterday. Now you understand tonight, yesterday can mean yesterday, or yesterday can mean five years ago, or yesterday can mean 20 years ago, because the enemy of your soul knows no time or place whenever it comes to reminding you of your past. But the writer to Jeremiah said that this would be a covenant. God didn't just get up and say, oh, I'm going I'm to make you my people, and I'm gonna, I, I might forgive your sins, and, and everything will be all right, and just try to give us a good pep talk. He wasn't there just to try to stand in the, in, in the way of something and, and just make us feel a little better. He made a covenant. He made a promise. And when God makes a promise, ladies and gentlemen, He never forgets His promise. He never relaxes on His promise. He never sleeps and He never slumbers. He never checks out. He never clocks out on you. God's awake 24-7, sitting on the edge of His throne just waiting for you to let go of yesterday and embrace all that He has for your today a second day to escape is tomorrow tomorrow it's the day after today it's a time in the future symbolism of tomorrow embodies concepts of hope Potential, anticipation, and future. Some symbolic interpretations associated with tomorrow include hope and optimism. Tomorrow symbolizes hope for a better future. A belief that things can be better and that they are yet to come and an anticipation of positive changes and opportunities. Secondly, it represents potential possibilities. It embodies the idea that the future holds opportunities for growth, success, and new experiences. Planning and preparation. It symbolizes the importance of setting goals and making plans and taking steps today that will impact the outcome of tomorrow. It represents renewal and transformation presenting us with an opportunity for a new day, offering the chance for personal or collective change, growth, and improvement. It represents aspirations and dreams, 
signifying the pursuit of a dream or the ambition of a long-term goal urging us to work toward a desired future. It represents uncertainty and mystery, highlighting the uncertainty that comes with it and emphasizing the need for resilience. And lastly, it represents continuity and progression, symbolizing the ongoing cycle of new days, new opportunities, and new chances to make a difference. Symbolically, tomorrow serves as a hope, a symbol of hope and potential of the possibilities that the future holds. It encourages us to plan, aspire, and work toward creating a better future while acknowledging certain uncertainties exist. Now you might be saying, now, now preacher, all of this sounds really good. Perhaps it even sounds great. So why would we need to escape tomorrow when it holds all of these benefits? And I would say to you tonight, while some look to tomorrow with hope, and are energized by the prospect of having a new day and a new set of mercies. There are others who are held hostage in their mind over the very thought of facing tomorrow. In a world constantly racing toward the future, many often find themselves trapped in the paradox of saving the best for later, or rather constantly delaying even good things because the anticipation of tomorrow's reality is too much to bear. This leads many people to fear and anxiety about their tomorrow. Anxiety about tomorrow can stem from various factors. And it's a common human experience. Some reasons for experience and anxiety about the future include uncertainty. The unknown nature of the future can trigger anxiety. Not knowing what will happen or how things will unfold creates a sense of unease and fear. Anticipation of challenges. Challenges or difficulties in the upcoming days can cause some people anxiety. Whether it's facing a stressful situation, important decisions, new experiences, these changes can be anxiety-inducing. Previous experience, because we all know sometimes history is a predictor of the future. Negative past experiences and traumas can lead to anxiety about similar things happening tomorrow. Fear of repetition or reliving the past can cause anxiety about what's to come. Perfectionism. A tendency to strive for perfection or the fear of failure can lead to anxiety about not meeting one's own or others' expectations about their future. Somebody say amen. amen. Overthinking and catastrophizing. Constantly dwelling on potential worst-case scenarios or imagining negative outcomes that can lead to heightened anxiety about what might happen tomorrow. Pressure or responsibilities over obligations and deadlines that need to be met in the near future can create anxiety. Change. Worries about change in personal circumstances. Upcoming life events, moving, starting a new job, a major life transition, surgery, a marriage, a divorce, a separation. 
a loss of life, all lead to anxiety about tomorrow. Then there are generalized anxieties that occur where some individuals have tendencies to experience anxiety more frequently or intensely due to a particular disorder or other anxiety-related condition. Anxiety, anxiety about tomorrow can be a natural response. It can also be an attack. Worries are normal. But worries that are excessive can become abusive to your own well-being. Anticipatory anxiety causes you to spend a lot of time imagining everything is worst case. Over-focusing on unwanted outcomes can increase frustration and hopelessness. 66% of Americans dread Monday. A lot of you adults could relate to the Sunday night blues and dreading the Monday work day. This dread is so famous for starting on Sunday. I would say to you tonight, think it not strange that this anxiety-driven dread starts on a day that's been set aside for worship. Because if our adversary can distract us from our worship, if our adversary can distract us in our today, over our tomorrow, then he's going to distract you. And he's going to induce anxiety on you. And he's going to represent an opportunity for fear in your life. Because if he can paralyze you over your tomorrow, he's paralyzed you in your today. Certainly, tomorrow can bring hope. But for some, and what may seem like an overwhelming majority, tomorrow brings a certain sense of dread, fear, and anxiety. But the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7, And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Just a few verses later in verse number 13, he reminds us or he tells us rather that I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I didn't come tonight with a magic pill to get rid of your anxiety. I'm not standing here tonight with all of the self-help that you need or all of the counseling that you need. I don't have the solution to all of that. But I do know one very thing for certain tonight, that the peace of God that passeth all understanding is able to keep my mind. He's able when I lay my head on my pillow, he's able to give me rest. When I wake up tomorrow, he's able to give me victory. He's He's able to give me what I need to 
today because I'm not going to focus just on tomorrow. I refuse to be paralyzed by what tomorrow represents when I've got a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Oh, somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalms 37, verse 1 says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Here's a good instruction trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord when He forgives your yesterday. And trust in the Lord that He's got a hold of your tomorrow. And do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. This next one is a good one. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall... Give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. These are good promises. These are things that if you're you're anxiety driven, you might want to read Psalm 37 every day. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. This is the second time in five verses we've been told to trust him. And he shall bring it to pass. And he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Next we see rest in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. Tap your neighbor on the shoulder and say, take a nap in Jesus. Rest. Rest in the Lord. And wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forget wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. I didn't count them, but in eight verses there's an awful lot of fret not. Now let, 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 me, let, me, let me pause right here. This is a non-note, non-planned commercial break. Let let me pause right here. Because I realize I'm tapping and and tap dancing around what is potentially a sensitive subject. I am not, I am in no way saying that there are anxiety-driven disorders or things that you don't need to seek professional help for. Not what I'm saying. Can God? Absolutely. I believe he can. But I am not the guy that's going to stand here and tell you that if you have faith in God, then all that's going to disappear. That's not me. If you're looking for that, go find it somewhere else. (laughs) That's not me. But there are plenty of non-disorder anxieties. 
There are plenty of enemy attacks that don't require God plus professional. That we fall prey to. And we trap ourselves in our minds. See, I know this because I do it. In here is a scary place to be. I promise you. You don't want to take a trip there. I promise you. But there are things in our life that we need to be reminded of. The writer to 1 Peter chapter 5 and 7 tells us, casting all your care upon him. Brother Mason, I don't know how to get out of where I'm at. Cast all your care on him. I just don't know what to do because I can't forget about yesterday. Has God forgiven you? Yes. Then forget about it. Well, that's easier said than done. I know that, but you're never going to get there if you don't try. You, you, want, you want to know, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to harp on this, but the fact that we repeat it so much as a subject, subject matter around here ought to clue you into just exactly how innately important it is. But let me give you just a little bit of a clue on how, how to get past some things and get some victory. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Are you on the edge of your seat? Are you waiting? Are you ready? Yeah. Worship. There's no tricks up to sleeve, Brother Fred. That's the recipe. I was taught when I was a child after I got the Holy Ghost. I was taught, you want to keep the Holy Ghost? Help pray others through. What's that do? It keeps me active in the Spirit of God. It keeps me active in the Kingdom of God. It keeps me active with God at the center focus of my life. You need deliverance from God. Don't wait on God to just come and hand it to you on a platter. Meet Him there. Meet Him there. This isn't a five-star, Michelin-starred uh, a, a, a restaurant where we're just waiting to be served the best steak and the best potato. Come and bring it to me. Come and give me. Come and deliver to me. No, 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 no. I've got to get myself in the presence of God. I've got to absorb myself in the presence of God. If I want healing, I've got to worship God. If I want deliverance, I've got to worship God. If I want to sleep better tonight, I've got to get myself in worship. I've got to stop waiting on God to deliver to me what I'm able to get into the birthing room and halfway deliver myself and meet God there. But yesterday is often filled with so much guilt and shame and tomorrow filled with so much fear and anxiety that it traps us. Both of these days, yesterday and tomorrow, can keep us from fully engaging with God because we can come, become so wrapped up in the depths of everything that has either gone wrong or the fear of what can become wrong that we sit paralyzed in the presence of God. And I've come to offer somebody hope tonight. For while there's a yesterday to relieve ourselves of, 
and a tomorrow that we don't need to be worried about. There's a today that is full of God's promise for deliverance and for provision. Today represents opportunity and action. Today represents a fresh start and renewal. Today represents progress and growth. And let, let me tell you something outside of my notes tonight. Let me just tell you that when you step into your day, that doesn't mean you're not going to make any more mistakes. But eventually, today is going to become yesterday. And the Bible tells us that His mercies are new. Every morning. Today serves as a reminder of the importance of the present moment. Encouraging us to live purposefully. To take action. To make the most out of opportunities that the current moment offers. Today is the embodiment of the present moment. It is a fleeting yet potent force that demands our attention. Today is the juncture where the past converges with the future, where our actions and decisions shape the course of our life. Today is the canvas upon which we paint our aspirations, and it's the stage upon which we perform our dance of existence. Unlike yesterday, today is not bound by the shackles of memory. It is a realm of infinite possibilities where when we step into the Spirit of God, dreams can be transformed in reality, and change can can take place. Today is a call to action. Today is an invitation to seize the moment and to make the most out of precious time that we've been granted. Within the realm of today, the sun rises with renewed vigor. It is a realm of potential. It is a blank canvas on which God, the master artist, awaits to paint us with his artistry into our lives. The psalmist David understood the necessity of embracing today when he wrote in Psalm Psalm 118, 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, if you're thankful for that today, why don't you lift your hands and love the Lord? This is the day. This is the day that the Lord made. And because he made it, and because this is that day, I will rejoice. I will be glad. I won't sit. I won't sit and ponder on yesterday. I won't sit and torment myself over yesterday. I refuse to allow the enemy of my soul to remind me of a yesterday that's covered by the blood of the Lamb. Because this is the day. That the Lord hath made. I'm closing tonight. Musicians can come. If you're stuck in your yesterday, or if you're stuck worrying about tomorrow, just remember that whatever day you're living in, Jesus is there. For He declared it. He declared it in his word, Hebrews 13 and 8, Jesus Christ the same. Jesus Christ the same. Jesus Christ the same. Yesterday. Today. And forever. Would you stand with me?
no matter what our circumstances are, He's the same. Malachi 3 and 6 says, For I am the Lord. I change not. For I am the Lord. Watch these three words now. I change not. Let me say it again. For I am the Lord. I change. What's that mean? That means he's faithful. That means he's dependable. That means he'll love you when you're at your lowest just as much as he will when you're at your highest. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. That means he'll love you today. Watch this now. He'll love you today in spite of your yesterday. There's not a yesterday that you have that is so bad that he won't love you today. You just don't know what I've done. That's the beauty of it. I don't need to know. Because there's one thing I know. He's the Lord. And He changes not. And because of that, Bishop, I know He's faithful. Even when circumstances change, I know He's faithful. Because you can't change yesterday. I know we all, maybe not all of us, but adults probably, have made this, oh, if I could just go back. If I could just go back and redo a few things. Man, I wouldn't make that mistake again. Good to say. Admirable, even. But it can't be done. So beyond God forgiving you, the only thing that is left that God can't control Is you forgiving yourself. And if God has forgiven you, let it go. Let it go. That's easier said than done. You're absolutely right, it is. You want to know the recipe to letting it go? When we have an altar service like this and the presence of God is here? You find yourself somewhere around an altar with your hands lifted. And you start telling God, I surrender to you. I surrender to you.
I know you're faithful. I don't deserve you, but I know you're faithful. I don't deserve you, but I know you're able. You can't avoid tomorrow. Tomorrow's coming. But we don't have to leer in fear and dread. Now there's going to be there's going to be seasons. There's going to be there's going to be things of life. There's going to be those normal things that we all get lathered up over. But it's not the will of God for you to live in so much fear that every day you dread tomorrow. Because there's some people that don't just dread Monday, they dread everything that ends in a Y. Every day that ends in a Y. Not everything, but every day. That's not the will of God. Trust Him today. Worship Him today. And as this altar's open tonight, come and surrender to Him today. There's two days to escape today. It's yesterday and tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. We don't even have a promise of tomorrow. So let's live in today. This altar's open. Come if you're coming. Let's live in today. Let's worship in today. Let's allow God to move in our life today. Because I may not make it to a tomorrow to make it right with God. I may not make it to a tomorrow to make it right with my neighbor. I may not make it to a tomorrow to make it right in my worship season. God, I don't want rebellion to stand in my way. I want to trust you today. I want to surrender to you today as we say tonight. Christ is my firm foundation. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.